and I would like to welcome everyone to All Things Family. The show is, just as it sounds, we're going to discuss All Things Family. And that's going to include the good, the bad, and the ugly. And as many of us know, family can get pretty ugly. So this is going to be our first show. And today what what I will do is kind of give you a background of my family. So I will be discussing my dad's family, uh, my mom's family, our family, and then we'll discuss my family. And then as the next few episodes come up, you know, hopefully we'll get some questions and stuff and, and, and actually get onto some topics, you know, for our family matters and stuff. So let's start off with my dad's family. Now, he had two brothers and three sisters, and they were all born in the 30s. You know, so they came up during the Depression, uh, never had anything, you know, food was hard to come by. And that showed later on in life because, you know, they were of that generation that you didn't throw anything away. If there was something on your plate, you ate it because where they came from, there wasn't always a lot on the plate. So you always made sure that that plate was clean when you were done. As my... uh, family got older they they grew apart there were a lot of resentments and stuff um my dad and his sister who were extremely close fell apart because she married an abusive alcoholic and this guy used to just beat the crap out of her and then she would go running to my dad and then my dad would go run and beat the crap out of him And it became kind of an endless cycle. And he finally told her, you know, this is enough. You you need to leave him or I can no longer be a part of this. And he stuck to his word. And uh, they had nothing to do with each other. She quit coming to the family functions and everything. And she was my godmother. So when we had Christmases together, our family tradition was there was always one member of our family that was your godparent. So then at Christmas time, your godparent was the one that gave you a gift. And then, of course, grandma and grandpa always gave us something as well. Well, since they no longer came, I didn't get a gift. But yet my dad would always buy the gifts that he was a godparent for, and that was most of her kids. So I'd be seeing these model airplanes and model boats and you know, all these cool toys were going to my cousins who I never even really knew. Most of them, I, I did not know at all until probably, you know, late teenage years that we finally started to get back together. The cool thing about my dad's family was that even though our parents didn't get along, all of us cousins did and still do. You know, when when I'm on Facebook, uh, the people that are that are replying to my posts and stuff are are all my first cousins, and we have all stayed close together. We we don't get together a lot, 
But when we do, it's like, you know, right where we left off, we're, we're back to where we were before. It's just that closeness that we have. That That's the cool thing that I like about my dad's family. Today, there are none of our parents left. They are all gone. Um, so it is just us cousins that are left. So that's that, you know. My mom's family was much smaller. Um, she had two brothers. And that was it my and it's weird because they were closer we did all things together not just holidays uh my mom's family lived in the same town as us so i think that made it easier so we did you know a lot of weekend stuff together a lot of camping a lot of fishing uh playing cards you know and all of that was with my mom's family and the sad part about that is that my mom died in 1986 at the age of 41. And she was kind of the central part of our family. And once she died, that that kind of broke apart. That, that it, it, it was a slow process. We still got together for Christmas and, and Easter and occasionally... Uh, we would get together to play cards and stuff, but not very often. That without mom there holding it together and making all the plans, that just didn't seem to work right. You know, it's almost like the train was slowly going off the rail to where once it finally, you know, fell off that we don't do anything now. Um, of course, my grandparents are, are gone now. They have both passed. But um, even my uncles hardly ever talk to each other. You know, they're brothers and, and, and don't talk to each other. That, that's that's kind of sad. Um, and, and most of that results, even with my dad's family and my mom's family, when, the, when their parents died, the families started feuding over little stuff. That and then those resentments just kept growing and growing, and that anger keeps growing and growing. That none of them ever wanted anything to do with each other. So, so I'm I'm sure that there's plenty of you that can relate to that. Now, then we get to my family, <laughs> and I have to say, my mom's family was a lot of drinking. And where my dad's family wasn't. And when we got, when we get down to the fact of my childhood family, my dad was an alcoholic and a drug addict. He liked to drink and take pills. My mom didn't know what to do with him. So at times she would join him. You know, it's either join him or fight him. And she would get tired of fighting. So she would go out and party with him. And then she would get tired of that lifestyle and then start fighting with him again to get him to stop. And my dad was very abusive, especially to me, uh, physically and emotionally, that it was not a comfortable place to be in. I did not like to be in our house. When I got the chance to get out of our house, I did immediately. My parents used to do a lot of fishing on the weekends, especially with her parents, and they would go to Minnesota. At that time, we lived in Iowa, 
And they would travel up to the lakes in Minnesota and spend extended weekends up there fishing. And I would have to stay home with my two brothers and sister. I am the oldest of four kids. I am four years older than my first brother. And then I am six years older than my second brother. And I am eight years older than my sister. The reason for that is my mom had a miscarriage before me and after me. Otherwise, it would have been almost every two years. The thing I was thinking about just now was um, on one of those trips that us kids actually got to go, my grandfather used to have this old pickup. And on the back of the pickup, he had a camper. And I thought that would be the coolest thing to ride to Minnesota in the back of his camper. And I said, Grandpa, I want to ride in the back. He says, no, there's not enough room. And I'm thinking, holy smokes, man, this is a camper. You know, how could there not be enough room for this little boy, you know? And I said, Grandpa, really? I I really want to ride in the back, you know? And, of course, I'm the oldest kid, so I was the most spoiled, you know? So I'm thinking pretty sure I'm going to get my way. And he says, no, you can't. He says, I'm serious. There is no room. And I said, Grandpa. So he takes me outside. He opens up to the door to the camper, and it is full of cases of beer. Because at that time, Iowa beer had a higher alcohol content than Minnesota. So they would pack cases upon cases of beer so they didn't have to buy any when they got to Minnesota. So there truly was not enough room for me to get into the back of that camper and ride to Minnesota. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, gives you a little glimpse of what my family life was like. I, um, I loved my brothers and sister, and we were close for a while. But the problem is coming from a home with addiction uh, that kind of follows along with the kids. So I myself am a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. And I have 30 years clean and sober as of this month, April of 2019. My next youngest brother is a addict and alcoholic who is still using. My second brother is an addict who is still using. And my sister is an addict who is still using. So we do not have... A lot of things that we do together we can't stand to be around each other um i was just talking with somebody the other day you know i said you know i love my brothers and sister i truly do and i would give them a kidney if they needed one but i don't want to sit next to them at any dinner table you know i don't like them i love them i will do anything for them i will die for them but I don't like them. I don't like, you know, how they're still living their lives out there in all of that chaos and turmoil and how that is being passed on to their kids. You know, I, I was clean and sober before I had children because I swore I would never get married or ever have kids uh, because of my using and because of my rage and temper. You know, I, I inherited everything bad from my dad, you know. I inherited good things too. Don't, you know, I don't want to give that impression because, you know, he, he did what he could 
and he did get sober. He got a so he got sobered the year before I did, um, and had 16 years of sobriety when he died. So God bless him for that. And he did try to change his life around to become a good person. So, you know, I have to give him credit for that. And I did inherit a lot of good skills from him and a lot of good traits. You know, I'm polite. I I have decent manners and I have respect where, you know, respect is deserved. And, you know, there were so many good things that came from him that I, I can't, you know, just say that everything bad. But when it comes to drugs and alcohol and that type of behavior, I definitely inherited all that stuff. So I swore I'm, you know, I'm never going to get married and I'm never going to have kids. And it wasn't until I'm sober that that's what happened that and. You know, as we, as we move on now to my family, I was married um, for about 13 years, I think. And we had two little boys. And these guys are my world, or were my world, however you want to put it. They, um, wow, I don't know. You know how sometimes you're you're at a ball game or a dance recital or a music a concert or whatever and they do something and it could be just the smallest thing and all of a sudden you know your your chest gets tight and it's like you know oh my god that's my kid that's my kid you know that that pride just just swells up and the tears come to your eyes and and that's how I feel I feel that way a lot with my kids even now they're adults I still get that from time to time. It's like, you know, that's that's my son. That's my son, you know, or that's my daughter. It's like, oh, my God. And I don't know. I I know that, that family can be extremely difficult, but it can also be extremely rewarding. We uh, We got divorced, and I think I was single for about a year. And I met my current wife. And we met online. And she was on one side of the state and I was on the other. At that time, I was messaging probably about five different women. And all of them had kids. That was one of my things was I wanted somebody who had kids and, you know, whose whose life kind of surrounded that. And uh, there were two women that I really, really liked. <laughs> and my wife wasn't one of them. <laughs> but uh, I'm messaging, messaging this one woman. And, you know, that was when they were first coming out with emojis. So I was sending her all these flowers and hearts. And I put, I don't remember her name. I'm going to say Jennifer. It's like, oh, Jennifer, you know, such and such and such. And the next thing I know is I get this message back from Dawn and she says, well, Bob, my name's not Jennifer. <laughs> it's Dawn. And, and from that time, you know, it's like, oh my God, you know, cause she was just giving me so much crap and I loved it. You know, it was somebody who was just as sarcastic as I was. And so I was, you know, taking a closer look at her profile and she had two little boys that were close in age to mine. And everything she talked about was her boys. All, all the pictures she posted was all about her boys. And come to find out later on, that was how she got onto my site was because everything was about my boys. That, 
You know, there wasn't a lot of pictures of me. Matter of fact, there was hardly any pictures of me. It was all about my two little boys. And we decided that we're going to meet. And we're going to get together for a weekend. And it was in the middle of the state. And we're going to see how our boys interact because that was the most important thing. We both agreed that if our kids did not get along, then we would we was going to have to break it off before it got too serious. And it was it was a miracle. It was amazing. I mean, we uh, went to Adventureland in Des Moines, Iowa, and spent the day at the amusement park. And her youngest son, Jesse, who at that time was five years old, just came and sat on my lap and, and laid down in my arms. And she was in shock because it takes him a long time to warm up to other people. And then all four boys just got along so great. We we were both in shock. You know, we expected to be a little turmoil, you know, or a little distance between them. And it just, it did not happen that way. So we've been together now for 18 years and her youngest and my oldest are probably the closest out of all four boys, you know, that they truly are brothers and they're kind of goofy and stuff. So when the, the movie Step Brothers came out, it was, oh my God, did we love that? Because it was just my two boys going together that, you know, it's not movie quality, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, and um, I just, oh man, I love all four of those boys so much that, you know, you, you, it's not about blood, it's about love. And for me, that's the important thing. Um, my youngest son, who is now in another relationship, is about to have his second child, my second grandchild. Um, the first grandchild lives out in California, so we don't get to see her a lot, and I miss her so much because, oh boy, that little girl, she also at three years old, has so much sarcasm and spunk that I and her get along so well. And, you know, it's it's really, really sad to not be able to have her in my life day after day. But I am looking forward to the second granddaughter who will be coming here in July. So, end of July... It's actually going to be pretty close. Her dad's birthday is the 22nd, so we're holding on to see how close she comes to that. That I don't know. My, my life has always been surrounded by kids. You know, even, even when I was a drunk, I loved kids. I, you know, probably shouldn't have been around them at that time, but I've just, I've had this love of kids. And with my current wife, we became foster parents. Um, after that, I became a CASA volunteer, which is a court-appointed special advocate where you go to court and the judge will assign you a case of uh, a family of children. You know, it could be one, it could be four, whatever. And you're their voice when it comes to court. And... It, it's it's a hard job, but it's a very, very rewarding job when you get the ending that, that you're hoping for. And then I was also a foster care review board member, 
and Santa Claus. I play Santa Claus every year. Um, I used to volunteer at the schools when my kids were younger and uh my wife tells me now that i'm gonna get arrested every time we're at walmart because i'm out flirting with all the little kids you know and i'm a big biker guy you know i've I've got the beard and the rings and you know i'm a pretty good sized guy so you know some kids are intimidated but most of them aren't which is really surprising to me that I don't know I just I love to be around little kids I think there is nothing more powerful than the laughter of a top child that I hear a child laugh and I laugh you know I'll laugh just because it feels so good to hear that that that's that's a little bit about me and and kind of a, a background you know of, of where I came from so you know, if you've got ideas, please send them in because, like I say, we will talk about anything. You know, all things family, that's a pretty broad spectrum. But, you know, families can cover a lot of ground. And, you know, I don't really want to pinhole anything that, you know, I do. I want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and I kind of think I hit pretty much all of that today, you know, for this first show. That, you know, we do have good, we have bad, and we have ugly. And the longer, the harder we work, I think the better chances we have of the good. But we still have to take the bad, and hopefully the ugly is, is pretty minimum. So I am going to leave you with that. And I hope, you know, to have everybody coming back again. You know, I thank you all for listening. And I think our next show, we will talk, you know, more about family issues. And, you know, I I hope you'll be here to listen. And I highly encourage you to please leave me a message for a topic you'd, you know, like to hear about or discuss. And, And I will share, you know, only what you want me to. So if there's something you wanna wanna tell me, you know, to give me a good background, but you don't want it all. Uh, spoken that's you know that's fine I will do whatever it takes you know and and I'm here to help and I'm here to listen you know that's that's what I want to do you know I want to help other people that or just to share in the joy is is another thing and I'm gonna leave you with that and I am gonna say you know there used to be a show and you older people may remember it and it was called red green And Red Green used to say, keep your stick on the ice.